Welcome to the News Grubs podcast, a new and refreshing news format presented by the one and only Scotto, AP and The Fish. Hi everyone and welcome to News Grubs, the podcast that if Vladimir Putin listened to it, he wouldn't be such a buffhead. I'm Scotto and joining me as usual are Fishy and AP. Hello gentlemen. Hey Scotto, how are you doing? I am fabulous, I've got to tell you. Very, very happy, very excited. Now, this week, we're looking at an idiot who tattooed his own face while uh, a bit drunk. Uh, also, a woman who had to pay for the privilege of crying at the doctors. I'm interested in that one. What the petrified poop tells us about the Stonehenge builders. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, a man who ran off with a Ukraine refugee, leaving his uh, wife and child behind after only oh. two weeks. Uh, that's a bit of a worry. But first, the Pentagon uh, has been telling the world about uh, its encounters with the UFOs around the, um, the globe. Fishy, you're our expert on UFOs. What's the go? Well, top Pentagon officials uh, told the House panel uh, this week mm-hmm. that uh, they are now close to 400 reports from military personnel of Possible encounters with UFOs. Uh, that's a significant uh, increase from the 144 tracked in uh, a major report released last year by the US intelligence community. Mm-hmm. Now, a Navy official also said uh, at this recent um, uh, meeting or hearing mm-hmm. that the investigations are reasonably confident after the investigation they're reasonably confident the uh, floating pyramid shape now you'll remember that because that was in sort of like fuzzy black and white type footage you mm-hmm. know with all that you know measurements and rulers and things all over the image and yep, so you can yep. measure the thing remember that I do, I do widely widely um publicized mm-hmm. um the investigations are reasonably confident that the floating pyramid-shaped object mm-hmm. captured on this uh, leaked um, video mm-hmm. were likely to be drones. Oh, what from, mm. from the Chinese, from the South Korea, North Koreans? Well, this is what they don't know. I mean, they could. Got a uh, pyramid shape? They'd be from the Egyptians, would they? I, yeah. Good point. I hadn't thought of that. You're right. Of course. What an be, idiot. Yes, should have should have known that oh, immediately. Or they could be drones from out of space. Can we add an echo there, please? <laughs> Later. Space, space, post-production. <laughs> That'll do. Um, okay, so what they're saying, what they're suggesting is that they've got a whole bunch of things they can't explain and we are, in fact, yeah. being visited by people from another world. Or well, here's the problem. from another world. Okay. Here's the problem. Mm-hmm. They've renamed UFOs to UAPs. Oh. Why? Now, that's not the United Australia Party. Oh, right, that's okay. It's <laughs> nothing to do with them. Oh, so that, right. Okay. Yeah, U, UAPs are... Um, uh, I'm trying to remember. What, 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 I want to see what the, the, thing, the thing is for it. Oh, look, oh, it's, it's just another thing you've got to remember. So I'm going to call them... UFOs from now on. Yeah, I'm happy with UFOs. Yeah, because it's got credibility, yeah, doesn't it? Does. <laughs> much more credibility, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're a nut or you've got a, a nutcase website or blog oh, because you does. believe in UFOs. <laughs> probably does, actually. actually. It just might, actually. But it really, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. They can have as many inquiries, hearings, investigations, Project Blue Book, Red mm-hmm. Book, mm-hmm. Yellow Book, Brown mm-hmm. Book, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It'll never get anywhere. No. 
it will never get anywhere. It's just another reason why they don't want to tell the truth. Now, even if they do or have captured an unidentified flying object, a spaceship, and they've got it in hangar, whatever. At and, Area 51. Uh, Area 51, uh, and, uh, and they've pulled it apart, and they've even worked out how the technology works, and they've even ripped off the technology and using it in, in their own uh, aircraft. I bought a, a brand new non-stick fry pan just the other day, which clearly came from alien technology. Does it say that? Oh, well, I just I just know. I mean, I've, I've Googled it on the uh, on the internet, oh. so it must oh, be okay. true. So it's not Teflon, it's something else. No, it's it's some other kind of weird rock coat sort of stuff. Ooh, I mean, how okay. do they even get a non-stick product to stick? to the other product in the first place. That's that's just so cool. So clearly they, it's alien technology. Or, or, or they have a, a friend in politics. Or that could be the other option. Because nothing sticks. No, exactly. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. So look, I think it's a waste of time, a waste of money, but I think they have to do it because the people out there, the public, we, the moron. Public. Oh, that's, <laughs> sorry. That's us. <laughs> Uh, are becoming a little restless, I've noticed, about this sort of thing, AP. Oh, but there's just a little um, paragraph in that story that Uh-oh. talks historical reporting. Right. So there's not more reports. It's just that people don't feel like complete dills now coming forward because there seems to be this acceptance of, of these reports. Now, there's one that there's one that uh, said that uh, there was a tic-tac shape. I mean, did he ever uh, think that maybe it was just a tic-tac loose in his flight helmet? <laughs> So just like floating around because he's doing um, donuts and, and well, yeah, weird. He's, uh, uh, G's. Oh, what? Uh, how many G's? You've you've been there. How yeah, many G's? He's probably G's. doing seven G's. So that'd um, yeah. float a tic tac around. That'd yeah. tic tac glued to the front of his helmet glass, and then he looks out and goes, That's oh, it. "UFO shaped like a tic tac." Well, maybe it was a tic tac moron. Is it? There's a, there's a clue there. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I don't think it was a tic tac. What else is shaped like a tic tac? His brain. No. Mm-hmm. Medication, a capsule. Oh, right. And, and obviously, he didn't want to say it looked like my medication floating around because obviously they'd say, "You idiot, you've been <laughs> overdosing on your medication." Which of course, and imagining all this stuff. Which of course, the uh, American government they uh, used to give uh, Air Force pilots uh, speed uh, to uh, make sure they were able to perform at their best in high G situations. So it could well be. Does this mean, though, then, that we have... You, you'd be both familiar with the TV show UFO. Yep. Oh, yeah, do, yes. do you reckon, then, there is, in fact, a, um, uh underground shadow organisation, so to speak? Um, yeah. yeah. You know, keeping our eye on it, and maybe there is a moon yeah, base. Yeah, where the office is basically a, a uh, television production company uh, on the surface. Yes. And then it goes down below the subterranean. Correct. And becomes a... Basically, a, a, an intelligence agency. Correct. I believe in that, but I don't believe Will Smith works there. <laughs> well, I think yeah. that was a different one again. That was yeah, that was a man in black. I'd be happy oh, with but, um, Gabriel not, Drake not, on the moon in the um, purple uh, hair and the yeah. little short skirts. Now, I definitely believe that there's a secret uh, organization. Let's call it an yes. organization that the government has set up, and he's well funded mm-hmm. because there are some things that pilots can't explain. Because they're on drugs. Well, no, no. Pilots of many decades' experience of flying, and they've really seen everything, right? Mm -hmm. And they've got the capacity to explain phenomenon Mm -hmm. because, you know, they're familiar with weather. They're familiar with atmospheric conditions. They're familiar with, uh, you know, those... um, 
uh, Northern Lights type mm. scenarios and mm-hmm. other other scientific uh, scenarios and phenomena, and they can't explain it. Mm. And these are, you know, you know, these are probably probably trained individuals. So, yes, I do believe they do exist. I also believe that uh, there's plausible explanations for the ones that weren't UFOs. They were just something else. Yep. Um, But I do think a very small percentage of them are UFOs at the Echo. Right. (laughs) Post-production. Yes. The the one question that really does spring to mind, though, is um, they've travelled like 25, you know, thousand million light years to get here. What for? Yes. Oh, really? Especially if I mean, I like bad. to go on a holiday. Don't get me wrong. I like to go and see new and interesting places on a tour. But I'm not going to spend twenty five thousand light years to uh, pop onto got, here. Yeah. They got here. They've got the technology. It's like a 15, 20 minute trip in a taxi for them. Oh right. Okay. They get, they get here. They get down into our atmosphere. They take a look and they go, "Oh no, no." Back <laughs> <They just> go. <laughs> I mean, the Grand Canyon looks nice, and the Great Barrier Reef looks nice. I've seen that now. <laughs> Well, it's a Grand Canyon. Card. They look at they look at it and they go, "No, there's no point settling here. The place is cracking." <laughs> now we've all done something a little bit strange when we might have had a couple of too many drinks. I did it just last night. Okay. I can't remember what it was, but I'm told that it was you know, a bit strange. You're talking like, you know, balancing on the top of a fence or something and then falling over and breaking your arm? Something, like, something along those lines, mm-hmm. I imagine. I mean, it was raining, I'm, you know, it was dark, I'm not proud of it, but I'm not going to go into it at this point. One thing I have not done, though, is I've never given myself a face tattoo while a bit well, tipsy one might say. Hang on, hang on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That suggests that you have given yourself a tattoo somewhere. Okay, I'll rephrase the. Um, I'll re- <laughs> rephrase that. I have never tattooed myself in any way, shape, and/or form while under the influence of any kind of uh, uh, um, alcohol or uh, anything else, for that matter. Because well, I hang on. dislike when, when tattoos were, in general. When you were a young lad at school, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 12 years old, yep. you wrote on your arm with a pen, didn't you? Creating a fake tattoo. No, I wrote yeah, answers come on, to. Yeah. I wrote answers to questions for exams on my arm, of course. <laughs> Like everyone else did. <laughs> but I didn't write, you know, I didn't sort of give myself... I mean, people, didn't, you know, when we were young, only sailors had tattoos. True. Because you know, that's, you know, they had a tattoo of Betty and, um, from, you know, Port something or other. Or of an anchor. Or of an anchor, yeah. So it was and, only... And it was... And they were really badly done. Well, yeah, the, the tattoo technology wasn't great in those days. No. Now, speaking of which, uh, this bloke, uh, he filmed himself. Uh, he's a TikToker. Naturally, oh, yeah. as you would expect. God, TikTok's got so much to um, to account for. Anyway, he uh, what's his name? Chris Chris G- Grimm. Um, he kicked off his account with a clip of himself carrying out the ink job uh, ink job uh, in between having a few bevies. I think that's what we would call beverages, beers. I suspect. Mm. Uh, alongside uh, his uh, little uh, episode, though, he had the caption: "No regrets." Spelled R A G R E T S. Says it all, doesn't it? It does. He had to do that on himself. <laughs> yeah. well, I would have liked to have seen that. No um, so he's basically got there um, and tattooed himself whilst holding his mobile phone with one hand uh, and tattoos a cross in between his eyebrows, of which 
uh, are they a significant pair of them? Scotto? Yes. Does it say in the article that he's left or right-handed? Because I have a question. Um, well, let me just think about this for a second. He's holding the... the actually, if it's, yeah, he's holding the phone in one... I'm just trying to think. As I, as I look at the camera, his hand is on the left side, but that would be in reverse, wouldn't it? So would, he would be right-handed. Would that be right, Fishy? That sounds right. Yeah, but you're making the assumption there. Yes. That he's decided that... He, he he's had to make a decision between holding the camera steady mm-hmm. and taking great video of him doing it. Yes. Or holding the camera a bit shabby, but tattooing a decent, well, as it turns out, piece of rubbish um, on, on the centre of his forehead. Yes. Looks like a plane, actually, instead of an upside-down cross. Upside-down cross, yeah. yeah. Um, Looks more like a, a long plane. And have you noticed it's a bit thick? It's very thick. Um, a bit like Muttley uh, himself, I'd suggest. As in, and, we're, and we're talking not about thick as in wide. We're talking about thick as in deep. It, it seems to have a texture. Oh, maybe that's all the um, you know the little needly thingies, and it started to scab up, perhaps. Well, I don't, I'm not an expert on uh, tattooing tools, mm-hmm. but it looks like he's doing it with the equivalent of a, of a Dremel hobby tool. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? So I'm not surprised that it, like him, looks a bit thick. Yeah. Matches his eyebrows, though, because they, they're fairly thick. Yeah, but he can fix those. He can't fix this. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Number one um, new business, you know, is uh, tattoo removal um, around uh, around the place. Uh, just thought I'd throw that in for those. Always located like... next to a pub. Yes, strangely enough. <laughs> um, what's interesting, though, is um, whether it's the fact that he's tattooing his face or the fact that he just generally doesn't appear to give a shit about the accuracy the videos has received massive reaction on TikTok. Over 3 million views. That's a sad indictment on Isn't the world. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? I, I just want to see a fool at work. Oh, God. I mean, that's just... I mean, for God's sake, people, get a grip. I've said this before. You know, just... It's not that hard. Just grow up and deal with life, for God's sake. Yeah. Have your own life or something around. I don't know. TikTok's sense of responsibility, though, uh, allowing a video like this where he's um, inebriated. Good point. It's supposed to be in many countries against the law to, to get a tattoo. That's from a commercial supplier. There's no um, law against um, Dills getting the Dremel out and doing it themselves, right. it appears. But it's still, I think... Uh, poor, poor relations. Although I imagine I don't, I don't uh, subscribe to TikTok because of its, uh, its uh, links to China. But, yep, uh, well, of course. Uh, but I believe uh, there's probably worse on TikTok. But they obviously don't screen their their no. videos. Like if that was on uh, Faceplant, they'd take it down. That's a very good point because he, you're right. He's uh, under the influence of alcohol. He's making a stupid decision. Yes. Um, even though some people on um, his comments weren't. Um, that, that's, because not, that's because it's not their forehead. Well, but hang on. If he, if he took his eyeball out or something like that whilst doing it, that's when they would step in and say, no, we're not uh, allowing that to be published. Well, I think it's offside. Pre- I think it's pretty harmless what he's done. It's just oh. stupid what he's done. He's and permanently he, scarred himself. Yeah, well, he's under the, the influence. He, he's the one that's got to bear the consequences of it uh, by uh, walking around like a damn fool. That's true. It's permanent. It's permanent unless he goes to one of Scotto's uh, upcoming uh, tattoo removal places that he's opening <laughs> next door to the pub. But yes. all, but if you know, I, I'm not allowed to get in my car and drive drunk. That's against the law. I uh, I you know they they try to uh, encourage you not to. Um, 
uh, break up in a relationship, go to the pub, get drunk and uh, text or uh, TikTok or whatever it is, your former partner, uh, so on and so forth. So I'm, I'm with uh, AP on this. I believe that uh, TikTok has a responsibility to uh, frown uh, on this particular style of activity because it's uh, clearly promoting stupidity. If they frowned on that uh, that that situation, wouldn't mm-hmm. it shape the, the reshape the cross that the guys put in his forehead? Well, that wouldn't hurt, to be honest. Not yeah. much of a job. It might it? it might look like a some other I don't know shape. They could go uh, across. They they could use that as a T. They could employ him for PR, and they could write I C space T O K. He could become a walking billboard for them. Actually, I'm surprised no one saw that because there's been a lot of people around that have had t- uh, tattoos in the past. Um, you know, some uh, company will offer them several thousand dollars to get a tattoo. I, I remember seeing that some time back. Uh, back. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I think we covered it on another program. We did. And um, that was quite a rash of things for a while. And I think then um, people stepped in and um, took a dim view of that for permanently defacing themselves. But I think what it does show is that um, three million people in the world um, think he's an idiot, um, and I'd have to be one of those. I'm pretty sure you you blokes would as well. Yep. Um, and so um, Scott O says, don't get drunk and tattoo yourself because that's a pretty stupid thing to do, I suspect. What have you guys paid for in the past? I mean, you, you can pay to have your shoes shined. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've done that. Pay, pay for a good meal. Yes, pay for a massage. For a massage, you know, you'd go to the pub and uh, you know hand over a few bucks for some schooners. Not a lot of bucks for schooners, but yeah. um, you don't often go to the doctor and pay. Yes, I do constantly. Pay. Well, yeah, but you don't pay to cry. That's because I don't cry oh. at the doctors. And, uh, so the uh, a lady in America, only in America, of course, as they yeah. say, has been billed forty dollars, oh, which is probably a good sixty-five bucks Australian at least for crying at a doctor's appointment. That's weird. Uh, a woman has posted her sister's credit card bill. Oh. Showing, proving, in fact, that she was charged $40 US for crying at a doctor's appointment. Camille Johnson, 25, even tweeted a picture of her sister's medical bill. There it is. I'm looking at it. There. So, uh, my little sister's been struggling of late. Oh, oh. you got any sense? you can do in post production. Yeah. And uh, really struggling with a health condition. Finally got to see a doctor. And they charged her forty dollars for crying. That's a bit weird, and, isn't it? Uh, it was, it's normally uh, the other way. It's it's you cry after you get the bill. <laughs> yeah, I would have thought so. She's <laughs> probably cried twice. In fact, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Johnson, who has a popular social media presence, of course she does. Yes, says, says it all. <laughs> rare disease, yeah, and uh, and got emotional because she feels frustrated and helpless. Oh. Uh, one tier in, and they charge her forty dollars. Well, you know, how do they know it was one tier? Yeah, I mean, do we have this on video that she just had one little like tear coming down one side yeah. of her face? I think we just got to take her word for it. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. If you hey, say she's so. in social media. We don't want to upset her any more no, than she is. A bit late now. The other thing that's interesting is that on the bill, it's a minor. I think it's a minor mental assessment that it actually it mentions. Yes. Brief emotional behaviour assessment. Uh, remind me to get my glasses checked. <laughs> a brief emotional behave, behavioural assessment, $40. By the so, way, you're not wearing glasses. <laughs> the doctor. Oh, yeah. Um, remind me to get some, will you? Probably a um, good idea. 
Um, so what's what's the doctor done? Just giving her a pat on the back and went forty bucks. Sounds Two pats, twenty dollars each. Yeah, wow. Uh, so when you it, look through the bill, she had a, a visual acuity screen for twenty bucks, hemoglobin for fifteen dollars, a PT focused health risk assessment for thirty dollars. I don't even know what that means. A capillary a capillary blood draw for thirty dollars, the forty dollars for crying, and then a uh, pre visit est age eighteen to thirty nine cost of three hundred and fifty bucks. Now, Scott, you've raised something quite interesting and relevant here. Okay, good how many times already. do we go to a restaurant and we don't we don't really question the restaurant bill? I mean, mm. we check it. Yes, uh, and if we're and if we're um, charged for something we didn't have, it becomes quite obvious on the bill that we didn't have that thing, right? Yes. So it usually gets rectified. Yes. But how many times have you, you, you received a lawyer's bill or a, maybe a dental bill or something like that, and there's items in there and you just haven't – or you go to a hospital, for example. Haven't got a clue. You, you go into emergency and they have to bill you for – you haven't got a clue what some of these things mean. No, they've all got uh, strange item numbers. Items, numbers, and shorthand descriptions of what the thing is. Mm, the, the, yep. You just don't have a clue. So normally you just accept these things as being correct and being honest. Mm, mm, I, I, mm. And I think that's fair and reasonable. Do you want to, do you want to hear, though, um, the, the epitome, the final word on, on glass half full thinking? Yes. Yes. I, I really hope this tweet can incite improvements in our healthcare system as, long as, be, as well as be a warning for the future. Yes, apparently that, the system is problematic. Yeah, that to me is uh, just the epitome of uh, someone who just can't see a downside to anything. Yeah. I've, I've tweeted, we're going to fix the healthcare system. Yeah. Obamacare's out, Johnson Care in. Now, we've been on air together and during uh, music breaks on another show, we've sort of said, oh, look, I've just got to excuse myself and go off and visit the small room of the house. Yes. There's also far more graphic ways you can describe what you're about to do. Yes, that's true. You know, mm. drop it two, it's more sort of G-rated, but then you can get to the you know the other stuff. But I've never told you, boys, that I'm going off to drop a copper light. Um, I don't recall you ever saying that, to be honest. No, no, no. no, no. no it doesn't I, spring to my mind. You could look forward to me saying it a whole lot more. I was thinking the very same thing. <laughs> because some copper lights have been unearthed from a refuse heap at Durrington Walls, just 1.7 miles from Stonehenge. Oh. And ah. it's revealed, gentlemen, what the stone masons or, I don't know, knuckle draggers or whatever <laughs> they were, all this thing, yes. <laughs> have been feasting on because a coprolite is what scientists call a prehistoric poop. Right. Fossilised turd. Yeah. Really? The village dates back to about 2500 B.C., uh, when much of the imposing monument in southwest England was constructed. Uh, five pieces of poop, uh, now here's an important part, one from a human and four from dogs. That's disturbing in itself. How do you actually <laughs> tell the difference, I wonder? I don't know. Let's, I think we might have to, on another closely associated program, we might have to ring these people because the time frame's right. I think you might be right. Uh, and interview them about the poop mm. because, uh, let's face it, it's one of our favourite topics. It is. Um I don't want to bring Fishy in at the moment because he's the poop expert. Yeah, but well, uh, uh, the eggs were found. Uh, sorry, the poop uh, was found to contain eggs of parasitic worms. So oh. can you imagine the scientists how excited they'd be? No, they ancient poop, but the poop got ancient parasites. Oh, so he's so excited. They'll be um. DNA testing and then cloning them soon. Oh, yeah, they'd be jumping up and down going, yay, our research grant's going to be renewed. <laughs> don't worry about Easter. They'll be giving each other eggs on the day they found this lot. For sure. Now on. 
the human, probably parasite eggs too, not Easter eggs. The human poop and three of the dog coprolites contain oh. the eggs of capillaried worms identified in part by their lemon shape. Oh. Who, yeah, who knew that? The next trivia night we go to that asks that question. We're, we are, get we're winners. All points. The presence of this type of worm indicated the person had eaten the raw or undercooked lungs or liver from an already infected animal, which oh. would result in the parasite's eggs passing straight through the digestive system. Uh, well, it's a good thing they don't hang around, I suppose. Starting to go off. So they basically, can, they can basically can work out from that what the uh, people of the day were eating in their normal diet. That's right. It appears, it appears to be the case, yes. Yeah, because these uh, capillary worms infect cattle and other ruminants, suggesting that eating cattle was the most likely source of the parasite. I've never heard the term used. You have a steak. Yes. Yes. Right? Or you have a, a bit of eye fillet or rump mm -hmm. or, or perhaps a roast, yes. leg of lamb, right? Yeah. But you don't eat a cattle. I'm going to from now on. Interesting editing and journalism there, I, I find. Mm -hmm. yes, eating mm -hmm. cattle was the most likely source of the parasite, the study note, authors noted. The dogs may have eaten the leftovers, which is why they also had the, uh, the parasite. Yes. Makes sense. Um, what an interesting story, though, that they've, um, they've you know, working out what they're eating and so on and so forth. Uh, but they can also, the evidence tells us uh, something new about the people who came for, here for winter feasts during the construction of Stonehenge. They're probably on a go slow campaign. It is England, after all. Um, pork and beef were spit roasted or boiled in clay pots, but it looks yes. like uh, as if the offal wasn't always so well cooked. So maybe they just like very rare offal, because that's where a lot of the um, the badness apparently uh, comes out of. Uh, I hear the offal was awful. I believe so. Um, uh, isotopic studies of cow bones across the site suggest they came from regions across southern Britain. So they must have, uh, I don't know how many people were there, but there must have been some dude who had a business um, rounding up cattle from uh, around the place and pigs uh, because pork was uh, particularly big on the uh, menu as well uh, and brought them all across to the huge, I mean, it was probably the biggest uh, infrastructure project in the whole of uh, southern England uh, two and a half thousand years ago, I would imagine. Would Putting some rocks in a circle. Yeah, and uh, have oh, you ever seen it? Oh, I just saw a photo of it there, but I've never been there. Never no. been there? Fishy, have you ever been there? I drove past it on the, is it the oh, A4? I think it is. Isn't it or actually the A, or quite... Or the A2 or something? One of those. Isn't it actually quite tiny? Yeah, like, it is, It yeah. doesn't really look that that impressive. Mm. I suppose, though, infrastructure projects um, two and a half thousand years ago, you know, government projects, they probably um, weren't as big those days, I imagine. I think, you know I think Scott, you know, blame their diet, frankly. <laughs> now it gets me. Scientists are, are able to tell what someone ate two and a half thousand years ago, mm -hmm. yet they can't shed any light on Stonehenge. No, I've got no idea why it's there, other than some pagan festival um, sort of a place. Or maybe it was just a, a rock and roll concert venue of the day. <laughs> Where part of the celebration is to eat offal. Well, sometimes <laughs> offal, yeah. Sometimes See offal. you at the hinge! Exactly, you know, they would have had T-shirts doing... Actually, I'm amazed that they... If they dig around a bit more, I reckon they'll find all the merchandise from the big concerts. <laughs> I think you're right. And it yeah. is, it's probably the first rock concert. Yes, I think so. <laughs> Literally. It brings up visualisations of, a, you know, a guy in a, in a, uh, a pelt, you know, similar to, say, Fred Flintstone. Yes, 
you know, singing and dancing and waving a cow's windpipe above his head. I would imagine so. And 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 there'd be another couple of blokes in the audience with um, big bits of flint because you know you didn't have a big lighter in those days. Uh, as uh, some hero comes onto the stage and flicking the flints to get that spark thing happening <laughs> above their head, above their heads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was their fitness regime. Exactly. <laughs> You wonder why um, did they have um, uh, mammoths and woolly mammoths and uh, other um, domesticated uh, prehistoric animals to assist them in the construction of it, like uh, on Fred Flintstone, I wonder? You know, where you uh, had a dishwasher, I, which was I, an elephant. I, it's only 2,500 years ago, Scott. Right. It's not, it's not 10,000 or 20,000 years so ago. So it's, it's not that prehistoric. No, it's not. Well, they probably did have dishwashers in those days. Maybe they did have lighters instead. Yeah. Now, of course, we're all familiar with the Ukraine um, uh, situation, the uh, special military operation that the uh, Ruskies uh, are basically flogging the Ukrainians. Mm. Yes. And, uh, of course, there's a tremendous number of refugees um, that are wanting to flee uh, Ukraine and uh, go and live in safer places. Perfectly reasonable. Yep. Very, very reasonable. And uh, the British government uh, were doing a refugee uh, program uh, and wanting to bring... Uh, refugees in from uh, the Ukraine into Britain, and how? So that's an official. It's it's an official channel, correct, to assist the refugees, correct. So you're applying through the a government channel, and then they, you know, they help you with all the paperwork and. I, I assume so, yeah. Or otherwise, and it's, just, and it's done properly, and they keep track of all the people that are coming over. And I would imagine so, as opposed yeah. to people that just come across the English Channel in boats and they just push them back out to sea. Mm, uh, mm. Because they're from other countries that we don't like very, or they don't like very much. Anyway, yep, yep. Tony Garnett, twenty nine, uh, applied to be part of the scheme because he wanted to do his bit to uh, help, help the refugees. Uh, but he grew impatient because it took a really long time for the government scheme to you know get going and, and anything to to happen. Why, why was he, why, why was he in a hurry? Oh, he just wanted to help out. I imagine oh, uh, yeah. because he's a nice guy, right? So okay. he joined a Facebook group. Uh, where uh, groups, uh, as you would, as you would, as you would, where uh, groups of uh, Ukrainians were looking for sponsors. Now, Tony, twenty-nine, being the nice bloke that he's done, has gone through. I imagine it's like those Russian or Ukrainian dating things. You know, you get a profile of the um, uh, the refugee, and you like, oh, looks a bit of all right. I'll have one of those. <laughs> Funnily enough, that's exactly what's happened in this particular case. <laughs> Because he's got 22-year-old Sophia Karkendim, uh, and he thought, well, oh, I'm going to help out this charming young lass. Uh, oh, look, who, there's a photo of her. Yes, exactly my point. Uh, wow. Where she wanted to flee her home in Lviv uh, after the Ruskies invaded it. She, so, she looks like a supermodel. Yes, I'm coming to that. <laughs> After working out the logistics, Sophia arrived in the UK on May 4 and went to live with Tony, his partner Lorna, and uh, their three- and six-year-old daughters in Bradford, West Yorkshire. All sounding fairly good so far. Now, clearly he's thought to himself, I could probably get a um, uh, housekeeper um, uh, and she can look after the, you know, the house and maybe mm. look after the kids while um, mum and I are going off on holidays and going out on date nights and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out quite that way, though, unfortunately. <laughs> well, unfortunately for Lorna, the partner, because when uh, Sophia and Tony uh, got together, they just clicked. 
Oh, yes. Uh, and because Tony could speak Slovakian, which is similar to the Ukrainian language, they were able to uh, converse with each other um, and basically say stuff that Lorna didn't understand. Very surreptitiously, I would suggest. Um, um, the kids are calling it these days, clicking. Yes, I believe so, yes. Used to be, well, it was a lot of other things, then it became hooking, hook up, and now it's clicking. Uh, anyway, so they'd stay up late and watch television and go to the gym with each other and so on and so forth. And really? they were getting on brilliantly. But it's no more than that, and it was all innocent, said Tony at the time. Of course, that didn't last very long. It was not more than two weeks later. Sorry, ten days. <laughs> not even two weeks. Ten days later. <laughs> Sophia and Tony up and off. Bug it off. Um, really? Yes. Tony um, said he would come home to a meal cooked by Sophia and was told uh, how lucky Lorna was to have him. Now, clearly it's a case of it. As you rightly point out, Fishy, there's a photo of young Darling uh, in this story and she's not a bad sort. Mm. She's that typical Ukrainian woman that, as I mentioned earlier, you would see on one of those um, dating apps uh, and you'd go, oh, Click on that one. As and I've noticed here. they haven't paid us the courtesy of putting up a photograph of Lorna. Yes, I worry about Lorna. I don't know how what she looks like, but clearly she... Maybe they don't want to scare us. Well, let's, <laughs> let's assume not that good. Yeah, you'd have to think so, frankly, wouldn't you? Um, so so uh, they've scarpered 10 days yes. after, the, after she's got there. <laughs> now, now, I'm a bit of a... I'm sceptical sometimes. Right. right. You know that, right? Yes. And and it didn't it didn't add up from the very beginning, you know. Uh, official, gov <laughs> official government scheme to help. Uh, he, he thought, no, I can't wait. So he bypassed that by going to a Facebook group. Yes, right. With all these people that are allegedly are wanting to uh, uh, migrate or be refugees mm -hmm. and, and move to a, the UK or whatever. Um, he arranges that pretty quickly. She arrives pretty quickly. And she's they bugger off pretty quickly. She's a good, she's a good <laughs> sort. Right. Lorna's sitting there. You know, uh, she's got the screaming uh, kids. Screaming kids. Probably put on needle, a bit of weight since the uh, birth. Knitting needles making this giant scarf. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and now she's uh, out on her ass, basically. Uh, they've started looking for property together and have begun the process for a permanent visa for Sophia. Now... Like you, uh, Fishy, I'm a bit sceptical, and I watch a show sometimes on uh, on the Foxtel called 90 Day Fiancé, where um, stupid people, uh, and I'm thinking of one in particular, some uh, woman in Ohio met um, uh, Mohammed from Tunisia, uh, came out, got married, and about three weeks after they got married, he said, oh, I've had enough of this, It doesn't. it's not working, because he'd got a green card by then, and um, uh, I'm out of here. I'm gone. Well, she's chased him all over the country trying to uh, reconcile the marriage. She was going to get it annulled so he would be deported, but he talked her out of that. And now she's uh, just followed him down to Florida where he's buggered off to, to try and resurrect the uh, relationship, even though she or he hasn't spoken a word to her and just doesn't want to know about her. Mm -hmm. um, having digressed uh, to tell you that story, I'm, I'm mildly suspicious the once Sophia's got the permanent um, uh, residency visa uh, in uh, in Britain, that Tony might be um, well out on his ass as well. Sounds like it. I wouldn't be at all no. surprised. Well, look, he's, they've moved in with Tony's parents now. Tony's twenty nine or thirty years old, isn't he? From twenty nine. 
Yep. So the dad would be 52 to 55 years old, I would suspect. He's maybe. been hit in the ass with a rainbow, hasn't he? He's got 22-year-old Sophia in the yeah. house now. Yeah, yeah. So he's moved in. Uh, a couple of just deserves might occur here. Yeah, the, so the I wouldn't old, be surprised. The old man takes a fancy to her, and yeah. they end up pissing off. Oh, I mean, it's just going to be a tragedy. With, living with mum. Living, living with, with mum. And, um, and, uh, and I, I just like to go right back to the start of the story. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, that first paragraph there, I'd like to help the journalist rewrite that. Okay. Okay. Tony Gunnett, 29, applied to be part of the government's refugee, but got sick of waiting for his piece of Ukrainian biscuit to arrive at the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I see where you're going with that. I think, I think that should be rewritten. I think, but I think the sad part is here now that Lorna and the two kids are um, basically buggered, um, yeah. and because um, uh, Lorna said uh, she was very angry about the situa- situation and eventually asked Sophia to leave the family's home. Yeah. Uh, but when she did that, of course, uh, what's the first thing Tony said? Well, if she's going, I'm going. So yeah, right. they shot through, uh, and as uh, AP rightly says, they've gone to live with Tony's parents. So dad. Tony's dad, dead set, been hitting the ass with a rainbow. Mrs. Tony's dad's um, yeah. not going to be at all happy, I reckon, because as he, again, rightly points out, um, dad's going to be um, knocking her off soon. Yeah, it'd be a yeah. bit of Ukrainian lipstick in another area. <laughs> I, wonder if she, uh, I wonder if Sophia's got a sister or a couple of others. They might be able to bring, <laughs> the, whole, they, they might be able to bring the whole family out and stay Scott, at Tony's dad's place. Scotto, you know, you know the moral of this story is? Mm-hmm. Be patient and stop rushing. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Oh, God. Well, once again, we've discovered how we- weird the world actually is, um, listener. But I tell you what, join us next time on the News Grubs when we will bring you important news items that will make you sit up, think, and ask questions about the world that we live in. You know, like what was the um, Ukrainian um, refugee group website on Facebook? I'll be going to have a bit of a look at that for myself in a minute. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed, make sure you do so you can keep up with all the latest episodes of the News Grub um, 23 this is. So there's 22 if you haven't heard us before. Go right back to the beginning and check them all out. Uh, on that note, we'll see you all again next week. And uh, say goodbye, everyone. See you, Scotty. See you, boys. Bye-bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the News Grubs. We'll be back next week.